We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Prediction is helping giving back for the holidays. Support the Center for Educational Innovation to help give kids life skills through esports. You can help make a difference for Giving Tuesday by giving to bit.ly backslash CEI Esports. Hey guys, welcome back to the Little Legends Podcast. I'm your host, Blevins. Joining me as always is Boob. What's up, buddy? I'm feeling good, dude. I'm feeling on top of it. Uh, we had some good. We had some good pregame going on, and uh, for everyone, everyone who's you know tuning in now today. Is going to be a big day, my friends. I, I can't wait. I can't wait for this episode. Yeah, Boop is is particularly uh, excited about this one because I, you know, I, I'm just feeling a little. I'm feeling a little heated today. I feel like I've got yeah. some, some pent up, some pent up ranked frustrations that are going to be taken out this episode. Yep. Just imagine you have Semity Sam. Right, just uh, you know, smoke am coming I, out of the beards. There, <laughs> am I offended? Um, that's what we're all going to get today. So just don't disappoint us, Lev. We've uh, uh, we've we've uh, we've prepped them. Okay, Miss Havisham, why don't you just keep up with those great expectations? Ha ha! All right, that's an <laughs> Charles Dickens reference for the show. For those of you playing the Little Legends podcast drinking game at home. <laughs> Or, or Little Legends Podcast Bingo. There's your square. Yeah. Your Charles Dickens square. Uh, but we got a great show for you today, of course. Little Legends Podcast is a prediction, esports production. Make sure you're checking us out over there if you're not already. P R E D I C T I O N on iTunes and Spotify. All sorts of great esports content there. You really, really need to check that out. Leave us a review. Leave us a review wherever you are. They, those all are extremely helpful in the show growing. All right. Let's talk a little bit about our week in TFT. Boop. What was your TFT? What was your TFT experience this week? 
It was light, actually. Not not a lot of playing done. Uh, I'm feeling pretty good about this particular patch and meta. I know mm-hmm. uh, as we go into tomorrow, if you if you're listening in real time, uh, today maybe yesterday if you're a little late <laughs> um uh the uh, i'm actually really excited for it i feel like i've got like a, a good my, my head around it and just like excited to grind yeah so. i um have also um been pretty light on the playing this week uh for reasons that will be talking about shortly uh and that i may or may not go off on uh but uh yeah, I actually did get a, a pretty good session in last night with uh some friends, Deathblow, uh Clibbers, uh who are two of my IRL friends as well. I guess they're also internet friends too. I don't know. I, it, it, the line is so blurred nowadays. Uh but uh, as well as Eric Thomas and a couple of uh his crew as well. Um, so had a really, had a really fun session last night and, uh, I mean, (laughs) top four at every game we played, so still got it. Um, but, uh, yeah, so I've been having a lot of fun with this patch. It's still like set two. still like it, it felt better at the beginning. It felt it feels good now. Like feel it felt better than set one at, at the beginning. It still feels great now. I feel like, I mean, maybe. I mean, we've only had it for what three weeks, I guess, but it feels like we've had it for longer, and if it feels still feels very good and very new and very uh, dynamic, it still seems like there's a lot of different stuff that you can actually play and get somewhere uh, and and actually have decent results. Whereas mm-hmm. set one really seemed like it devolved into, well, you have to go assassins or you have to go knights imperials or you have to go insert uh, synergy here. <clears throat> Now it just feels like, like a bigger game, right? Yeah. It feels so much better. Like, that. there's more to do, more fun to have. Mm-hmm. And with Rank started, it's going to be good. I'm, yes. I'm really, really excited. I'm really excited for tomorrow. It's a, it's a dawn, potentially a new meta. Ash is getting buffed. Um, even though I think most of us have had enough Ash uh, from set one. Uh, but it's a little, she's a little different now. Ash, man. <laughs> yeah, I mean... Sometimes Ash can be big. Sometimes Ash can be small. And right now, she's on the uh, Ash is on the smaller side. Yeah, I mean, you gotta. Yeah, I mean, I'm not going. I'm not. I'm not taking that. You know, sometimes you know. That's yeah, sometimes, sometimes your Ash can be stuck. Can be a little clogged up. Nope. Nope. We're I not talking like about stool charts. If, if we look at talking. stool chart, we can really look at what's happening with Ash. For those of you listening at home, playing the Little Legends podcast bingo or drinking game, there's your Bristol. Screen. Stool chart <laughs> square filled in, uh, or finish your drinks if you're playing along at home. <laughs> God. Uh, let's somehow progress past that and move into a bit of news here. And this is uh, this has been the really the big uh, the big hot button issue here. We're going to be talking about the patch uh, after the break, but before that. We got an interview that was done at Worlds. Um, this article was actually posted by, uh, I believe the interview was done by the Shot Caller um, on YouTube, and this uh, article that was, I guess, I don't, I don't know how esports, I don't know how esports journalism or like sports journalism works. It's just like you're taking an interview that someone else did and then reporting. On, I, I don't know how that, I don't know how any of that works, but 
Dot Esports posted this article, which contains an interview done by someone who's not Dot Esports. So just for reference sake, I guess it doesn't really matter. And then we're talking about it, so we're like 15 levels removed from this. But long story short, an interview was done with uh, John Needham, who's Riot's global head of esports, um, regarding a, a lot of different things. This was at uh, League of Legends Worlds, and um, the the headline of this article is Riot head of esports says team fight tactics competitive scene will be quote casual and quote entertainment focused. That is the title of the article. And uh, I don't know what you have heard from like from people and what you've seen boop, but uh, people have not been taking this article uh, well. I would say I've seen a lot of people be upset about this. Well, I mean, I think when you read the article, um, it kind of comes off a certain way, if that makes sense. It kind of like when mm-hmm. you read the headline, if you're one of those headline readers out there, uh, it kind of just readers feels, in <laughs> <laughs> um, it kind of just like feels like, oh, we're just going to do whatever we did at the Invitational, right? It's just mm-hmm. going to be silly games. People aren't going to be taking it seriously. And it seemed to have pissed off the people who are, like, really grinding to be professionals at this game, mm-hmm. right? Um, but that might not be the whole story, right, Blev? Oh, yeah. Okay, so let me let me <laughs> preface this a little bit. So I saw this article get posted. This, was, this is actually, like, a, a little... It, it's actually... A, not it didn't come out today it came out a few days ago and uh people were asking about uh, asking me about it and my thoughts on it and i go uh i did i didn't actually even read or look at the article until literally five minutes before we started the show so i this is my a i i've had the full range here so when i saw the article i'm like well that's not great i guess it's not a good thing to me and then also people people were like oh man this is awful i've seen some people in my opinion overreact to it and really kind of veer away from team fight tactics in a lot of ways and you know people have been upset about this uh article so i'm like okay well i want to see exactly what was said i want to not make my public opinion until i've actually looked at the article and watched the interview and actually eric thomas who i mentioned before asked me about it and without even me reading the article what i said was um you know the fact that they're saying it's not competitive or it's not this or that doesn't mean it can mean a lot of things right something not being competitive doesn't necessarily mean that they're not taking it seriously it doesn't mean uh it doesn't really mean much of anything right if you Mm -hmm. just say oh tft is not going to be competitive or not going to or is going to be casual focused or entertainment focused rather is the quote from the from the interview entertainment focused well that can mean a lot of things uh, what it probably what there what you can probably infer from the article just for, just from that line is that it's not going to be uh you know sit down have a competitive tournament like a Magic the Gathering type of thing where there's a big tournament and there's a lot of people playing and it's just a grind in that um, 
and more entertainment focused. Okay, we've already seen kind of the brewings of what that is with uh, the with the Twitch rivals and that Invitational. Like that, that to me is entertainment focused. And we talked about kind of the ups and downs of our opinions of that. But here's what really gets me though, because I purposely didn't read or watch the interview until right before this uh, recording, so I could like actually take it in and 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 react to it as is and here's the thing so this is this is the quote from the written article that's a synopsis of the interview with tf uh this is from john this is a quote from john needham with tft it's not as uh it's not as hardcore a competitive game as uh the rift meaning summoner's rift and standard league of legends needham said we're looking we're looking at TFT from an esports perspective more as an entertainment property. We're going to do more invitationals. We're going to do a charity event as part of our all-star event in September. And next year, you'll see, while we have some structure around esports for TFT, it's not as structured as League of Legends. It'll be a bit more casual, a bit more entertainment-focused, and a bit more tournament-focused. End quote. I'm like, okay, that in and of itself doesn't even sound bad, right? Like... Yeah, I'm, but I'm kind they of emphasize the whole like entertainment focused right. aspect. Well, right? I think I have it. I don't. I don't have it queued up, so I'm not going to. I'm not even going to play. I. I, I don't know if it's at the right spot. And I don't want to fumble around with the audio. The literal next line of that quote that they don't include in the article, but is in the interview, is we're going to play around with it, and we're going to be listening to our fans, uh, and we're going to be listening to our fans' feedback to see what they want, like. <laughs> So literally, they're making a strong stance of what they think is a good, uh, a good type, uh, a good strategy, with the caveat of we're also going to listen to your feedback. So let us know. Yep. So there's literally yep. nothing bad about it, and <laughs> and if anything, them saying it's not going to be as structured as League of Legends. If it was, that would be weird. The game has been out for not even six months. League of Legends proper has been out for 10 years. And the esports scene has evolved organically from that over the course of a decade. If you're trying to put a decade's worth of organic uh, like structure and change onto something that's not the same type of game, it's not the tam- same type of structure, it doesn't have the same pedigree as, mo- as a MOBA, the game type itself isn't even a year old. Like... <laughs> If you're trying to if you're if people are mad that TFT's not getting an LCS or uh uh a worlds like a we're not getting yeah. TFT world worlds like this year with the league what what are you expecting who is running well, that how is it going to be run what like well I I just want to finish this real quick because people give crap to Overwatch League all the time and obviously me and you are both very uh, in tune with Overwatch League and like Uh Overwatch League did that right they did that at a a high scale Overwatch they designed it as an esport they are you know in a way unorganically kind of placing this structure this league structure on a esport that didn't grow over the course of a decade right and I think they do a good job of it, but people give it crap all the time. People would be giving it 10 times more crap to TFT if they're like, okay, we've got Cloud9 TFT versus G2. Like, people would like it for 
uh, in some ways, but like there's so much more than just that. And like, if you're trying, like if you're, even if you did it with like Hearthstone, like comparing Hearthstone to League of Legends, like that's just, it's not the same type of esports. The ecosystem is different. The tournament structure is different. The league structure is different. The viewership experience is completely different. And the people who are like, oh, well, there's not going to be TFT world. So what's even the point of playing? It's like, I, you're just completely missing it, man. Like you're, <laughs> you're missing the point completely if you wanted that. Um, because like and like at the end of the day like just just watch the fucking interview before you comment <laughs> on stuff like yeah. seriously it, it it's like i <laughs> i saw all these things and i was expecting them to be like well we hate tft tft is gonna be people who play tft are gonna have to spend rp to play and they're only <laughs> playing for we will mail them cookies and garbage to them in the mail and there's no more ranked we're getting rid of it that's what i was expecting from the reactions to this article where where in actuality it was hey we're being completely reasonable we have an idea of what we want we uh, we have an idea of what we think is going to be successful for a game like this and uh we're also going to take your feedback (laughs) what more could you possibly want (laughs) all right so i think that like are you good do you want dd take a breath and scene (laughs) and See. Okay. okay, so uh, that's at least uh, one. That's that's one rant for today. Okay. Okay. Oh, I I think you're even more passionate about the next one, which I'm so excited about. Oh. Anyway, um, I'm gonna play a little devil's advocate just because I do not believe this because I wholeheartedly agree with you. But something that I think happens in esports, right, is it's such a new industry, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, in esports, we 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 only have what they tell us. Right. And uh, and what they tell us, it's usually like shrouded in mystery. Right. It's like this. Mm-hmm. Maybe they never just tell us. Right. Because if they overcommit, then that's even worse than undercommitting, in my opinion, mm-hmm. um, uh, because then you're just setting people up for disappointment. And so what I think is like kind of happening here is, you know, viewership has declined. That's definitely happened, right? Um, It was in the top 15 for a very long time. Now it's in the top 30. And I think people, when they hear that, think, oh no, they're, instead of hearing we're going to get feedback, I think they hear, oh no, there's not going to be support for us, Mm -hmm. right? Like, it's the same people who have been getting the support this whole damn time are going to be the ones that make the money anyway, right? So why am I spending all of this time you know, putting effort into being a pro in this particular game if I don't have, you know, a thousand viewers on my stream, right? Because right. it's entertainment focused. And I think, like, it's kind of like how you're looking at it, what, like, rose-tinted glasses you're, you're, you're looking through. Um, because it's easy to go there, especially when maybe you don't have any other jobs. Maybe this is the game that you happen to be best at. Right. And this is the closest you've ever been to becoming a professional. And then you hear, you know, or read a headline like that. That can be hard to to take. But it's all about Mm -hmm. being like, you know what? If it is, I'm going to get a thousand viewers. Right. I'm going to, uh, you know, I'm going to be pro in this anyway, because I love this game. Right. And you could do that. Or you could say, you know, I'm going to fight for what I want. This, this and this. There are many appropriate avenues to Mm -hmm. do it but you have to make sure you have all of the information and if you're just taking it from the headline or if you're not actually you know seeing 
or seeing the interview mm-hmm. uh, itself, then you're only getting some of it, right? And when you make opinions off of half the information, it can be it, they can be wrong. And so, uh, yeah. you know, it's easy to get emotional over something like this, especially if you're a player. Um, yeah. And you're probably you probably are worried because I'm sure if you're streaming this game, you've noticed the decline in some of the viewers. You've noticed the decline in some of the interest. You've noticed Hearthstone Battlegrounds picking it up on, on you know, on Twitch. You've noticed mm-hmm. all these other things happening and you hear that, right? That can be tough. But... This team, particularly, this TFT team, has probably been, in my experience in the gaming industry, which has been about you know five, six years now, um, been the most communicative and mm-hmm. most uh, responsive to their fans. Yeah. Right? And this guy is the head of eSports, right? He might not even know. That was <laughs> like what they're even right. doing for TFT, right? right. And so, and so that's got to be someone's job. That was definitely someone who, you know, when you're when you're that far up in a company, you you just get spark notes of what everybody is doing, right? Right. And so yeah, yeah. The guy reporting up to him was probably like, "Yeah, we're gonna be entertainment focused. That's great. I want TFT to be entertaining, right?" And you know, something that we said in the, uh, when we talked about the Red Bull Invitational was we wanted them to commit to something, right? Mm-hmm. It was either commit to one side or the other. Don't try to do both. And right. it sounds like they're gonna do that, right? And then they'll iterate. The the thing is, is like this isn't and, and, and this since this team has been so communicative, I believe them when i hear that i can't mm-hmm. say that about other publishers right, right. um if, even in the indie space right the tft crew has been so very good at telling us oh there's issues here oh we're working on this mm-hmm. right mort has been so amazing on yes. on telling us these things and while we don't agree with everything right i think he is doing a dashing job just in general i think that mm-hmm. team is doing really really well and that's why i have a little bit more trust in this situation right right you know if we were talking about you know some other you know games or some other titles uh, it might be a little different but this time around i really think that they are going to listen to us and if they see that these streamers are pulling in the money the best way to become a pro in that sense is to hope they do and they and hope that these streamers and this entertainment focused situation can evolve into something a little bit more competitive mm-hmm. it's not an all or nothing thing and in esports you know going back to my last point it always seems like it's all or nothing right you have to live in the polls it's mm-hmm. garbage or it's the best thing ever right it's the same thing as when you know overwatch people want fortnite to, to fail for some reason Right. right. Um, or, you know, Overwatch League needs to be the the best league there is. It has to be better than LCS. No, mm-hmm. we all need to be good. We all need to have a part in the ecosystem. Right. And just the cogs are going to be different sizes. There's middle ground here. There's a lot of nuance involved. And to take it, I think, that seriously, I think you're allowed to be disappointed. You're allowed to have a negative opinion on it based off of your you know, personal history. But mm-hmm. we don't know. That was literally like a singular, you know, a couple lines in an interview from someone um, who was asked at the World Championship. It was probably the last thing on his mind, right? right. So um, we'll see. Like, once yeah. we get more details, then we can finally say, oh, ooh, yikes. We might even say it on the show. But but for now, I'm still going to be cautiously optimistic and feel pretty good about where this is heading. The fact that it's still even top 30 as a secondary game mode is is a is a really really big deal so 
Yeah. And there's, I mean, there's going to be a lot of things that push viewership that push. I mean, when mobile, I, I imagine when mobile comes out, that's going to be a big, a big jump in general of just the interest in the game. Um, anytime, I mean, it's just how games work. When something new comes out, people want to play the new thing, right? Um, yep. My, I guess, almost like counterpoint to your counterpoint, which is Devil's Advocate, so, you know, whatever. But uh, is, it, you know, Riot, the Riot running a league and, and Riot run esports does not necessarily dictate what TFT esports does is right Mm -hmm. like we see we are already seeing tournaments happening obviously heroes for the fight nights are happening we're very familiar with those we've casted other tournaments as well cruise invitational oel invitational there's other tournaments that are out there that are paying i mean obviously not paying living wages obviously for because it's so grassroots right now but like when if and when the uh, spectator client comes out, like that opens up a lot of uh, that opens up a lot of space to to have grassroots uh, events for these players that want to be pro, not entertainment focused, but pro in, in uh, TFT esports. And that side can exist, and it can be run by Riot, or it cannot be. Doesn't unless Riot puts a kibosh on it for whatever reason. But let's assume that they're going to be laissez faire with that stuff. Um, that can exist. And then the invitational side and the, what riot is deeming right now to be the, their sort of idea of, okay, this is what's going to be popular. This is going to get viewers. Like we want viewers for TFT as a game. We want some of them just, some of them are going to only care about the riot produced stuff, but then there's going to be other people who are learning about it through that. And then, Hey, guess what? There's cloud nine sponsored players that play in these things. There's this guy Raditz that never stops playing and is in every single challenger lobby. And he wins all the fight nights. Like, Hey, I, want to go watch this guy and like you know raditz isn't pulling in thousands of viewers but like every time i see him he's like you know when i first was watching he's getting 15 20 now he's getting like 100 150 if he gets a host from someone soju uh, uh k3 soju as well from cloud nine like he's been pushing like hundreds if not a thousand viewers and like it's growing slowly if you look at something like Smash Bros, like the, the Smash Bros community is watching us have this conversation right now and just laughing for 15 years, right? Melee <laughs> never got support from Nintendo and in fact, literally has had Nintendo multiple times try to shut them down from doing tournaments. They stopped them from doing uh, Evo, uh, Melee at Evo, uh, some number of years ago. Like they have actively tried to thwart Melee fans. Like if the fan base is there and people want to watch slash play an, a game at a competitive level, it's going to happen. And yeah. people jumping ship because Riot says this is not going is not helping that. So, so it, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. The other thing I think we all have to think about is the fact that I don't think they expected TFT to be this kind of success, mm-hmm. right? They were obviously already working on Legends of Runeterra at the mm-hmm. time, and they were probably mm-hmm. pushing most of that kind of resource into that game first. Yep. And this is all reactive kind of support, right, uh, for TFT. And it's awesome that they're even doing it because they don't have to. You know, but that's the other thing about it, right? We can just get nothing and just deal with it, right? Because they don't Mm -hmm. have to, right? Um, Because they're coming out with, uh, you know, 
we all saw the 10 year anniversary, right? Like they're coming out with a bunch of stuff that's going to have yeah. competitive um, scenes around it, yeah. particularly the fighting game, the first person shooter and yes. Legends of Ruterra, right? right? And so they're they're thinking about esports. And I think the biggest thing to me, and this is all assumption, is that they maybe didn't think that TFT would catch it, like that this particular genre mm-hmm. would be so fun and would be so engaging for so many people, right? Yeah. There's like a reason why Hearthstone is in the top 10 again for the first time in a really long time on Twitch, right? right. It's because of Battlegrounds. Because of Battlegrounds. It's the, and specifically, it's not because of the Hearthstone World Tour or whatever thing yep. that they do. Or, that, or, like, yeah, go ahead. Or like the HCS, the Collegiate Series. Right? Yes. It's like, it's a, it's, it's very, it's, it's a very different kind of situation. It's a much easier game to kind of watch, right? These, this genre has been really good for streamers to just do if they're bored or, or you know, mm-hmm. this, this, and this, uh, whatever. But there are people who are trying to make it there professionally and they want the industry yeah. to take it seriously. And I think that's their biggest fear is that when they hear entertainment focused, it's, this will be a joke or this won't be taken seriously. I'm just going to move on to something else. Um, Yeah. And I get that if you want to be a, I think it's more like entertainment focused versus esports focused or like entertainment focused versus sports focused. So it's like, if you want to be an athlete, like hearing that your sport is entertainment, maybe you want to do something else, right? Like you don't. and, And I think the, the disconnect is that, people assumed because it's an esport because it's a competitive game like oh it's going to be it's kind of like a you know auto battlers are kind of like a card game right so we're going to treat it we're going to assume that it's going to be treated like a hearthstone a magic the gathering or whatever so i'm going to do my i'm going to grind out i'm going to be top of the ladder i'm going to do this but it's like actually riot is doing what i believe is the smart thing to do and like hey let's not just let's not just take that jump and make the assumption that this is a card game and let's try something that it maybe makes intuitive sense but has isn't what has been done and like take this from a different angle and maybe have it be really successful and yes maybe and and there are going to be people who don't benefit from that right like it's pot like Maybe the people who are grinding out Challenger, like, maybe that's not as much of a payoff as they want it to be. And that sucks for them, honestly. Like, there's just, that's just the way it is. But I, I do think that both of these buckets can exist, and they don't need to both or they, they don't need to be run by Riot necessarily, as long as we are given carte blanche to run whatever tournaments we want. And if people are interested in those tournaments, yeah. if, if people are. The game aren't, doesn't you know, even have a spectate mode yet. Right. right. Like, yeah. and we, there's like, there's like stuff that the game needs in order to, yes. to be that kind of competitive esport. There's like logistics and systems that need to be put into, yes. into team fight tactics and things to help casters. Right. Uh, yeah. A really, really good example is Overwatch didn't add um, like status effects to their portraits until like halfway through. <laughs> Mm-hmm. You know what I mean for for casters and stuff like that, yeah. right? And yeah, just like Jules said, observers, observer mode, like being able yeah. to go into someone's battleground, or you know, there's so much more that needs to be done. And the way that tournaments are being run right now is not the best, right? And you know, there are people like Jules, like Bemi, who are mm-hmm. absolutely crushing it. But I feel like they're crushing it with what they have right now, right? Yes. It could be so much better and. Imagine if if they're crushing it now, 
right? What it's going to be like with a spectator mode, yes. with, you know, with uh, things to help casters, where mm -hmm. casters could control cameras and we don't have to be looking at the same thing, right? right? I can look at That's the like, items and read the abilities and see what the stats and all that it's stuff. It's like, like for everyone, you know, for everyone who's trying to have a time like envisioning, like being able, like in Hearthstone, like it took them forever to be able to see both card sets. Right. Mm -hmm. And they couldn't just flip it at the time. You needed to make an entire new. This is like early on. If right. you're doing, a, you know, an, a tournament still like you don't know how to do it. Like they had to be friends or, right. or you had to like make a whole window, flip the window, then put it mm -hmm. at the top. Right. Mm -hmm. Like that's not in there. And TFT has so much more that they need to add to make it an even better product. The last thing we want is for them to rush into a huge tournament and just have it be an absolute failure because there's no spectator mode. Yeah. Right. And you can, if everyone's there at the same place and they all stream, that's great. But, but I think I, the game is in a good place right now to where I think they can start thinking on that kind of stuff. Right. Um, but it's not going to be as fast and it's not going to be exactly in my opinion, what anyone wants. Right. Right. I think we might get like 80 to 90% there with some people. Right. But rarely do we ever get anything that's like a hundred percent there and like Fortnite and apex and all of those battle royales still have a really hard time with oh, their esports yeah. um uh, particularly on observing yes there's a hundred people that you need to observe in in some of these things but with all of that money mm -hmm. right ea still can't get a good observer mode in apex legends <laughs> right and, and and like think about how much smaller this tft team is probably probably is mm -hmm. right and how much they've already given us i think we got to kind of like take a step back and, and and tell ourselves you know we're already on set two right they right. gave us a bigger board they fixed almost almost mo like the, all of the mistakes that i had a problem with in set one yeah right a lot and of them, um and and I think if the biggest issue you have with the game is items or certain certain champions, that's perfect, right? right. Because it's exactly what you should. There's no like core gameplay mechanic that seems to be breaking right now. Mm -hmm. um, and so, yeah, I think people are overreacting a bit. Um, I do think that there needs to be a way. And I've said this, you know, uh, on the last podcast where it was, hey, if you could have one thing, what would it be? I'd said more support for people, especially on the lower end of the yeah. Twitch spectrum to become professionals in the game. I still want that. Unfortunately, it's hurry up and wait for a lot of these people. And you and and that's esports. So you got to be on top of the wave or else you're missing it. And yeah. uh, right now, I think the wave's still getting a little bit bigger and eventually it could crash or it could become a tidal wave and take over, but we don't know yet. And I think that's the most anxiety inducing thing is we don't know. And right. we just have to be okay with it right now. Yeah. I, uh, I, I definitely do think there's just the uncertainty is definitely frustrating. Um, which I mean, I'm not, we're so early on still, right? Like, you know, it's, yeah, it feels like the game's been out for like five years, but it's, it, it hasn't even been, has it even been six months? I don't think so. Yeah. Crazy so we think. already have set two. Yeah. Right. Like that's awesome. They didn't have to even give us set two. Right. I, I think long, long story short for me, it's just people made the assumption, which, you know, rightly or wrongly, what, which was, I'm going to treat this like a card game. Cause this is, in a lot of ways, this rings card game to me, which yep. means I'm going to be a competitive tournament player. I'm going to, you know, make my living from either sponsorships or tournament winnings, et cetera. Whereas Riot is maybe thinking, 
maybe streaming and entertainment is more of the focus. And that's like, those are two different skill sets for sure. Like just because you're one does not mean that you're the other. And, uh, you know, people either have to adapt or move on or figure out something. So we'll see. We'll definitely, this is definitely, I think, at least from my perspective, and I think Boop, you share the same uh, opinion. This, t- like the esports side and the casting and all that, is like very, very near and dear to our hearts. Obviously, because mm-hmm. considering we're the, the ones yeah. that want this to be as prof- you, you know right. what I mean. Like we want it to be taken as serious as possible. So like, well, I, yeah. And again, I don't. I, I still don't think that even the word casual or entertainment focus doesn't mean it's not going to be taken seriously. I think it's going to be taken very seriously. I just think it's the, it, the, the mindset of it is different. It's not, it's an entertainment. It's WWE versus MMA in my opinion. And everyone thought this was going to be MMA. So I'm like training and I'm in the octagon and I'm doing real fighting when it's like, well, actually you need to be marketable and you need to have a cool nickname and a finishing move. And it's basically just very physical acting. It's not actual fighting. And people are upset about that, uh, which um, makes wrestling sense. Wrestling is real. Okay. How far south are you? <laughs> you can't <laughs> believe that if you're not far enough south in the U.S. <laughs> you don't have enough of a twang in your voice. Uh, also, Austin 316. Uh, <laughs> shout outs to the Attitude Era. If anyone was uh, playing that drinking game... I got nothing. That bit's over. Um, but yeah, I, I think that I've, 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 I've cooled down, calmed down. I've thought about, I've thought this out. I think I've got a real, I think I got a real handle on this and I'm confident this, even just the write up of the article, I wasn't unconfident. And then actually listening to the interview made me feel even better. Honestly, like I think they're doing it the best way that they could, and I honestly am glad that they're not like, okay, well, we're starting up the, we're going to have a TFT Grand Prix in, uh, akin to what an MTG Grand Prix would be. And it's like open registration. It's at DreamHack. There's, you can do a thousand players. And like, they could do that. And maybe that would be good. But like, they've done Hearthstone ones and they just like, they just kind of suck, man. Like, it's not great. People don't really care about watching them. There's no, like, there's, there's, there's storylines and whatnot and like that's great but like it's not is there's not enough that's like happening in between and having right. this like in entertainment it's quote unquote entertainment focus will provide those storylines yeah will create rivalries that people are going to be looking forward to on the next one because i think i think you nailed it with the hearthstone situation there's just too many characters in hearthstone right. if that makes sense right yeah. like um, and it might be a little easier this time around uh, with teamfight tactics, but again, you can't satisfy everyone. And I think if you're if you're worried, then like kind of think about why you're worried. And right. if you're still worried after that, then all right, maybe you can be worried. But there's definitely a place where that's not what you wanted to hear. Sure, I, I, and I think it does. You know, it's not the best for some people, and that's and you know that's unfortunate for them. But I do think it's the best it's the best mindset to think about it um yep moving forward from riot's perspective so won't go too much down that rabbit hole especially since we will be uh this will be a recurring topic um for sure but uh, one thing i do know is that uh if the tft team is looking for two people to uh you know work on their esports specifically i have project management experience uh, i uh, sure i can say that too (laughs) I've, I can say that. <laughs> actually, 
I unironically can say that. Uh, but uh, hit us up on uh, hit us up on Twitter. DMs are open. Uh, but before I sell out more, let's jump to a quick break, and we'll be right back to talk about TFT Patch Nine Point Two Three. Woo! The holidays are almost here, and you know what that means. Gifts. What better gift to give the guy in your life than a stylish shirt that fits just right? Have you ever seen an untucked button-down? They look... bad. Why? Because they weren't meant to be worn that way. Thankfully, there's Untuck It, the original button-down shirt actually designed to be worn untucked. No matter your shape or size, Untuck It shirts always fall at the perfect untucked length. And with the holidays near, there's no better gift for your favorite guy who needs an upgrade. Believe me, big guy like me does not like having to shop for shirts that don't fit. But with Untuck It, there's 50-plus fit combinations. They look great on tall, short, slim, athletic guys of all ages. So whether you're shopping for the perfect holiday gift or just trying to craft a smart, relaxed style of your own, Untuck It is the way to go. Visit UntuckIt.com and use promo code BLUE for 20% off at checkout. That's U-N-T-U-C-K-I-T dot com and promo code BLUE for 20% off. Welcome back, everyone. Hope you enjoyed the break. Taking this time to get cool, calm, and collected and just have a nice, relaxing rest of the show. No more <laughs> rants. No more. Wait. Uh, no, Wait. I got one more. <laughs> Let me roll up my sleeves. That's <laughs> when I got one more. Uh, we're going to be talking about patch 9.23. Of course, uh, the first patch that includes set two and ranked, which mm-hmm. is uh, really where the start of my rant comes um we're we're gonna go through the patch notes like we normally do but i wanted to just talk about the whole experience these past i guess three three weeks right because we had a week of pbe and then two weeks of patch 9.22 which was sans ranked no ranked for patch uh for set two yep and i'm gonna be honest i was pessimistic about it when i saw it uh, if you recall back, that you were that, that uh, you were. If you recall back when uh, Kenobi came on and, and guested, uh, they that was when set two was revealed, and they announced like, "Hey, we're gonna have two weeks off. We're gonna have actually three weeks. It's gonna be a week until the the patch with set two comes out, and then two weeks, so one full patch uh, off of ranked." And I said. This is a lot of time, guys. <laughs> like, why is ranks going to be down for so long? Like, I get that you don't want to put ranked out immediately, but like, does it need to be three weeks? And what is this PBE week for? And it was actually longer. It was on PBE longer than that. It was just everyone could get into the PBE for a week. So it was actually set two was out for even longer than that. So mm-hmm. it, it was like it, a month of set two existing before we actually get ranked. And um, <laughs> tell me everything that? that I thought and predicted came true. It was horrible. It was a horrible decision to have that off. And I get there's probably reasons on the back end that I don't understand because I don't see all the data and I don't know like the ramifications of, of them shipping something bad for ranked. Although actually I kind of do because we've done that and it wasn't that bad. Right. Um, yep. They're doing the soft reset and whatever. All, what it boils down to is I sincerely hope this doesn't happen every time a new set comes out because uh, they dodged a bullet. If like people being, I hope that the 
viewership and player ramifications from this uh, this time frame that ranked has been gone are understood and seen by the team because even just my personal playtime and a lot of people that I talk to and are in the community are like, hey, there's this new thing called Hearthstone Battlegrounds. I'm going to try it out. And like maybe people liked it, maybe they didn't. But I'm not like the last three weeks. It's been like, well, do I really like TFT still there? It's not going anywhere. And I don't have like an ulterior reason to play it. Right. Like I can learn. I can do this. I I can get all that from streams. Raditz is always streaming and always <laughs> I can watch him play at a higher level than I can play. I don't need to play normal games. I'm not actually getting very useful information unless I get in-houses going with a full group of people. If I'm just playing random games, uh, normal games, it's not useful. I mean, we mm-hmm. they, they, they publicly said that the play rates for normal versus ranked, it was like significantly higher in ranked. Yeah. So why was it down for so long? Like I get all of the stuff on the back end, that's fine, but like take the chance. Like I, I think, and maybe maybe the numbers weren't more bad. Maybe uh, me complaining is just overblowing it. But like the feeling that I got, uh, and that I I have just from from people I've talked to is that it almost like sucked the wind out of the like momentum of set two in a lot of ways. Um, super hyped for set two. Everyone wanted to play it. It was really cool to get it on PBE. We played ranked in PBE, and then they took it away for two weeks. It was like I can I can almost understand one week, but two weeks it felt like a it felt like a punch in the stomach, and like now I'm just recovering from it. Well, okay, so this is like the other thing um, is they kind of did it to themselves because what had an 100%. open beta this week, right? Or yeah. not open beta, which another uh, closed beta, a, Legends a, of Runeterra. Uh, preview patch, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And so like Legends of Runeterra also taking a lot of the, you know, that away. And I think that yeah, that that has been a thing that I've talked about at length for a very, very long time. So um, I'm going to keep it to myself for now. But the the overarching theme is that like, these games aren't just here to stay. You know what I mean? Like it is, mm-hmm. you, you got to actively work. And especially at this particular time in a certain game's life cycle, mm-hmm. it can be really difficult to overcome that kind of lull. Yeah. Right. You like, you just got to make sure that there's like the carrots always at the end of the stick. Right. Mm-hmm. And that wasn't the case, but here I am playing devil's advocate again. Um, set two was so new, right? Like, what if they did it because they knew a lot of new players might be playing and they didn't want ranked to kind of muddy muddy the waters? I don't know. That, that that's I mean, just something I. It's thought not like of. normal was going away. I get what you're saying, and I thought the same thing. But it's like you can still just play normals. And like what I t- have tended to do when a new pat when a big patch comes out is like. I'm just going to play the first few games in normals just to get a feel for, like, mm-hmm. the pacing. If they change the gold intervals, if I want to see how strong something is, I'll play a couple of games in normals. And then I'll be like, all right, well, there are too many people just, like, spamming nonsense, and this is a waste of my time. I'm just going to go on ranked, where if people are doing that, I'm at least winning, you know? <laughs> yeah. uh, I'm at least gaining LP from that. And maybe I'm all I'm doing is expressing my <laughs> feeling of it and how negative it was for me uh in that time so that it can be heard for the next time this happens if there's another two week thing like i 
whatever. Like you're just there as long as they're willing to eat the consequences of it, that's fine. I mean, it sucks for me as a host of a t- of a TFT podcast if people are playing <laughs> a bunch of battlegrounds and are like, yeah, you know, TFT is whatever, but like they're going to be casual now and there's t- two weeks off of ranked. It's like there's like fifty other games to play, man. It's like okay. I get you, man. I'm still going to be here. I'm still going to be playing. I love this game. Um, Some people aren't like that. And I don't, you know, I I don't necessarily want to, like, turn people off for no reason other than the ranked isn't up for some reason. Like, I mean, we even felt it in, like, Overwatch. Like, they have over time, like very much reduced the amount of time that ranked is down because people don't like playing normals. It's not, it's, it's fun in its own way, but it's not the same. It's not like I, if I can play ranked in something else, I'm going to do that. Cause like, I want to get better at something. I don't want to just yeah. like play. A yeah. And I game. think sometimes devs underestimate the fact that like, especially in today's day and age, uh, most games people are playing for that competitive feeling. There's yeah. a reason why battle royales are so popular. Yes. There's a reason why you know there's esports in general. Like back in the day, it was speed running, right? How mm-hmm. did you make it through this game on the hardest difficulty? That competitive you know thing didn't happen until the internet, mm-hmm. right? And so it's still kind of new. Um, and I, I don't think people have been necessarily adjusting to that in the world of right. video games right now. Right, and like. I get the counterpoint is probably something along the lines of, well, we wanted to give people time to try. They wanted to, you know, we wanted to give them a feel for set two without feeling like they had to go into ranked. I mean, okay. But also those people weren't giving set two a try. They were playing Hearthstone Battlegrounds. They were playing Legends of Runeterra. They were playing, uh, although for what it's worth, you probably should have been playing Legends of Runeterra, even if ranked was out just because of it was only out for a week it. but people are yeah. digging it oh i know oh, 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 oh i know uh <laughs> <laughs> it, it, like the the battlegrounds thing is the biggest thing for me and like i mean even i mean i i mean i personally haven't played underlords in a while because i just didn't that game didn't speak to me but i could see people like wanting to play underlords ranked versus tft unranked and i wouldn't blame them at all um if you liked both games equally um just to get that competitive feel. Just to get feel like you're. It's not even the competitive feel as much. It's like if you want to feel like. Uh, I think there there's a um, here's the storm podcast called Into the Nexus. Uh, Garrett Weinzerl is one of the hosts. He's um, a big Blizzard podcaster. If you guys are unfamiliar with him. Uh, they call normal games and Heroes of the Storm, or at least they used to when I listened to the show years ago, the Clown Fiesta. Like, or, or no, they called it they called it Wacky Mode. Clown Fiesta was an Overwatch thing. <laughs> they called it Wacky Games or Wacky Mode, where like if you're playing Heroes of the Storm and like there's an inherent like competitiveness to it if you're playing Heroes of the Storm like five v five or League five v five or Dota five v five, you're not you don't necessarily want to go in and just play like a wacky thing and not care. Like if you're caring about your result, but no one else is caring and you're not getting anything inherently in the game from winning, 
Like your experience there is not actually valuable, right? Well, so, and I think a big part of what you're saying is the fact that you might still be able to get something out of that because you might be playing with your friends, right? You might be on the same team as your friends, but in TFT, you're playing by yourself. You still might be in the lobby with your friends, right? But it's different. It's different. And so, yeah. Yeah. If you're in a lobby with your friends and you're all trying, that's fine. But if you're just going into normal games, which a lot of us had to do, like mm-hmm. if I'm trying to see if I what if what I'm trying to do when ranked isn't on is find out if my uh, comp is good enough for ranked. I can't necessarily do that. And in fact, can be tricked into that because, oh, I'm going to hyper roll Woodland Druids. Do I know right now? If that's a good comp or not, and I can bring it, I have no idea. I won like three games in normals with it, but I don't know the rank of my the players I'm playing against. I don't know what they were going for. I can look at their items and be like, these are probably not good. So, you know, I'm not even trying to be demeaning to the people I was playing against. It's just like, I don't I'm not gaining the same information. Like you need to cut your teeth in ranked and like you need to lose. You need to find those barriers, right? If I'm not like yeah. getting punished for my mistakes, I'm not going to learn. And then when I get to ranked, I'm going to get dumpstered and feel like I'm going to feel even worse, right? I bet <laughs> there are going to be people that played normals this whole time and we're trying to get better and they're going to go into ranked tomorrow and they're going to get dumpstered and they're going to feel awful because they did probably did fine or they did better than maybe they should uh for their rank and in ranked and they're just gonna they're just gonna lose and it's gonna feel bad and maybe that player doesn't play anymore i don't know these are single instances but to me that that's big Mm-hmm. Losing doesn't feel good, right? And what what's the incentive to keep things going, right? Uh, what is the incentive to keep playing? And that's something mm-hmm. that I think they didn't really think about. Yeah, uh, yeah. It's because if it was like, if it was like for two weeks, then I'd I'd get it if that makes sense, right? Like, no, I don't if, even want to give them that. No, two weeks. I'm saying I'm putting it here. One week maximum, and ideally, I don't even want that. Just <laughs> give me ranked. I don't know what they did last time. They, I mean, they fixed ranked in a couple of days. Maybe they, it was just like an overtime thing that they had to do, and like monetarily they can't do it. Whatever. I'll give you one week. Give it, you know, one week. Remember, to figure guys, it out. we built League of Legends. Right, right. If, right. if there's anything that we learned from the uh, by that, I mean, in I, I'm just gonna, I'm going to keep voicing my opinion. This is my podcast. This is our podcast. It doesn't matter. We can say whatever we want. We're not sponsored. Uh-huh. We we're not sponsored by Riot. We don't have to. We, like I'm not here to uh, to butter up Riot. Although we do love you, and uh, if you are looking for people to uh, be buttered up, I have up, a we, project uh, management and buttering up experience. Yes, I am. Um, I'm full queen, of butter. Uh, um, yeah, but on a <laughs> 2016. But also, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be candid about how I feel, and I don't. I did not agree with this. You know, huge period of time in my mind for it, and. Um, no, I, and and to address your 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 other point, boop. It's not even the losing that's the problem. It's the I'm playing and I feel like I'm getting better and I feel like I'm learning something, but you're actually not in normals unless you're in a group of people who are all trying. But you don't know that in in normals because you're not actually progressing anything. In ranked, if the people are bad, you eventually 
grow out of that, right? Like if you just keep winning, you're going to surpass them and not be, and you're eventually going to get to a point where you're getting challenged, right? And then maybe you have yep. to to change and you learn and you're adapt. You're not like you're not learning the actual game, if that makes right. sense. It's like playing with um, uh, bumpers in bowling. Yeah, that's totally. Uh, that's, uh, that's bowl the two ninety eight. Bowl the two ninety eight in bowling. Right. It's like yeah, well, you did this weird rick ricochet thing every time. You never got a gutter <laughs> ball. Like, <laughs> did you really learn? No. And then when you go play without the bumpers, you like hit 15, 15 gutter balls. I don't know how bowling works. Uh, <laughs> I, I can tell. I don't know how uh, many that, frames that, that's, are that's in bowling. Very very obvious. Uh, no, it's ten frames. I know that. Uh, actually. I said that very confidently, but I didn't actually know that. I assumed. But, you know, you're not learning, um, and I feel like that's how normal is. And, yes, the yep. game can still be fun, but, you know, people are playing it for that competitive reason. At least I am, and a lot of the people that are in our community are. And, uh, yeah, that's that's my that's my two cents. That was more than two cents. That was like a buck 25. That's my buck 25 <laughs> for you. <laughs> Any buck 25s in the chat? Okay. Oh. Um yeah, I mean, the the biggest thing is just to always remember that they're iterating and it's okay yes. it's, it's it's okay to have these 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 emotions because without them, how are they going to iterate? So, yeah. that's why it's very important to to professionally and humanly say your opinions. Bleb yes. was a great example of how to do it correctly. Um I'll take sentences that have never been said before for 400, <laughs> Alex. <laughs> um, you got to give yourself more credit, my friend. Um, uh, but no like, credit, it's know. only money. Oh, no, wait, that's space racism. Never mind. Uh, for, cut, cut that Star Wars Episode One reference from Strike It From The Record. <laughs> We're striking it from the record, everyone. Um, uh, any any strikers in chat? Okay, nope, nope. Okay, let's actually talk about the patch here. Um, all these people are like, uh, I just like played the game and uh, I had fun these two weeks. What are these idiots talking about? Well, I hope that you, dear friend, have stuck around this long because we're going to actually talk about the patch now. There it is. In our normal, in our we got you. Fashion. We got you eventually. We got, we got there eventually. Yeah. You know, only 16 minutes. I mean, this is like, you're getting like a full like 45 minutes of rant here. So this is, I mean, really, this is a treat or it's Man, torture. Yeah, it's good stuff. Depending on, what I mean, you depending like. on who you are. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. Team fight pack, team fight tactics, <laughs> team fight tactics patch. 9.23 notes. Greetings, tacticians. This is from Riot Beer Nana. The Big news this patch is the return of Ranked Q. Just went on a whole tirade about that. On the balance front, we made a host of small changes and fixed a bunch of game-altering bugs. The method to our madness focuses on shifting some power into Tier 2 and Tier 3 three-star champions uh, while pulling some strong uh, some power from stronger Tier 1 champions. We're glad we took the extra patch to get all the new set jitters out, but overall, we're excited to re. Uh, we're really excited about the state of Rise of the Elements. There's multiple paths to victory, and each game plays out differently. So, good luck on your climb. They even that got to that. me says that they agree with you, Plev. Yes, just 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 like the way that sounded. I mm -hmm. think they agree. Yeah, um, I just like I'm like it's over now for me. Like. I, I don't need to keep harping on it. It's over. I just hope that they learn from that. And that's why I'm being so passionate mm -hmm. about like, mm -hmm. Hey, next time this happens, uh, -uh. no two weeks for me. Not that one. Nope. Uh -uh. nope. Uh -uh. Try again. Not that one. 
Okay, let's uh, take this portal. Okay, blah, blah, blah. Let's get into it. Uh, we got the true damage, little legends, which, uh, by the way, I did spend. Um, oh my God, can I tell the. Yes, so. yes. yes <laughs> Do you know what I'm about to say? I mean, so. I was there when it happened, so. <laughs> okay, so it was it was fight night, and it was super fun, uh, as always. It was game, and... game night. You're confusing yeah, Heroes Hearth fight yeah, night with okay, okay. Um, Little Legends podcast game night on Fridays at 8. <laughs> it's because I'm a boomer. Uh, <laughs> but the, so I was like, okay, so last time I tried to buy these Little Legends, they were in the store. And yes. the store was broken. And then I was like, okay, so once the store is back up, I am going to buy so many little legends. It, it, it'll be gross. True. Um, and so I went to the store and I bought a uh, like pack of something and then realized <laughs> well, a little later on. <laughs> you, were t- you were saying, I'm like, ooh, what'd you get? And you're like, okay, I got this uh, Senna skin. I got uh, <laughs> this skin. And I'm like, hmm. That's weird because none of those are champions that are in the game right now, and none of those are certainly little legends. <laughs> and so I bought the I I had bought like the twenty dollar like like pack of just not even skins like these are skins I need to spend some resources to buy on. Yeah. And so they got they went into my like collection, and I didn't get to buy any of the little legends. And then finally, I was like, I gotta buy these little legends. They're so cute. I gotta get me a Kiki. Kiki and, is pretty strong. Um, I know we were doing some Kiki things uh, during that game. Kinky oh, Kiki is a, is a hey. There's thing. a pun for you. Yeah, again, uh, Kiki. Uh, I'm sorry, everybody. Blev is a bad influence on me. It's true. Um, but then I ended up getting my two-star Kiki. I probably would have gotten a three-star if I had spent the money. But I ended up spending, on accident, $40 on, on League of Legends yesterday. Mm-hmm. And um, it's all, you know, since we do this podcast, since, you know, we're we're gaming professionals, <laughs> it'll, it will be a tax write-off for I me. Did the, I did the same thing where I'm like, ah! you know what this is content for the show did i record the openings nope am i using did i am i incorporating them into the show yes literally right now and never again (laughs) i write off all my haircuts and clothes too um because i use them as an entertain as a freelance commentator for those of you at home listening you gotta tax write off everything you you know everything you can that's that's if you're doing things above the table and you're on the books see i'm not so which i'm totally doing i mean i'm 100 above the books yeah smart smart um anyway yeah so after accidentally spending um 40 i did end up getting my kiki that's good Uh, but yeah i ended up only getting like one of the skins in that first 20 dollar pack too so that was a 20 dollar skin and it was christmas maokai which is like almost as old as legal Uh I mean, no, Maokai wasn't even out when I was playing. So, uh, all right, all right, o- okay, OG okay, weird. boomer. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Um, all I will say about how much I spent was a. I have all three of the maps, uh, which are pretty cool. And the Freljord one's awesome. B. I have a level three of each of the different types of little legend. So, I mean, not every single skin, obviously, but there's three different little legends. I have at least one tier three of each of the three. So it was not a small amount of money that I spent on these things, but I don't even feel bad because they are really awesome. And, uh, 
Kiki Kiki is certainly top tier, um, just mm-hmm. in general. Uh, not only is does Kiki have the best aesthetic, but also has like far and away the best uh, emotes. Which for me, <laughs> an point, emote point. needs to be annoying. It needs to it either needs to like look annoying. It needs to do something that's hilarious if you spam it really quickly, or it needs to make a really weird noise or an annoying noise. Kiki and, does all of them. Uh, I don't know if she makes. Oh yeah, no, she does make an annoying the, noise. The, yeah, the hula hoop noise is yeah. pretty annoying. Yeah, it's all three. It's it's it's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's S tier. Uh, probably yeah. is going to get nerfed in the next patch, but uh, I'm just going to keep running it until it happens. Um, but yeah, I mean, don't spend your money on anything you don't want to. But if you do want to spend your money on something, I would suggest these ones because they're really cool. Uh, hashtag actually not an ad. So. Take it for what it's worth. Uh, <laughs> all right, let's take a look at some of these traits that changed. Uh, we got Glacial Stun uh, changed from 20%, 40%, 60% to 20%, 35%, 50%. So just a strict nerf here. Light, uh, the total heal amount is now based on the dying champion's health rather than those receiving the heal. I was That's thinking, a big deal? Yeah, I was thinking about this earlier, and I don't actually know what that change is but um so if the champion dying has a a high amount of health versus Mm -hmm. a low amount of health will affect the heal everyone else gets as opposed to the the champ that like say like vane and yorick would be getting a percent health heal based on their health right and Mm -hmm. so now it's going to be they're going to get a uh, a heal based off of the one unit's health, so it'll be different every oh, single time. If that makes sense, yeah. So like so you're going to get less of a heal when Vayne dies than you will when York dies. Okay, whereas before it was you would get the same amount of heal every time the champion dies. Yeah, yep, okay. e- exactly because it was based on their percent HP. Okay. So that like yeah 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 so th- th- that's the difference and so what what that's going to do and you're actually going to see a very interesting change where Vane gets a slight we'll talk about it a little later but Vane got a slight level one buff um, mm-hmm. uh, I think to do a little bit of compensation for this yes uh, and a, a nerf to her tier three which is also a compensation so okay that makes sense it, that's a I guess burf kind of for light uh ocean mana is uh per second is now 15 30 50 uh or was 15 30 50 is now 15 35 60 so ocean uh mana actually getting a buff which is interesting um considering their popularity in the meta right now shadow bonus uh damage is going from 50 percent 100 percent to 45 85 it's a pretty big nerf to foreshadow uh and maybe foreshadowing their demise stop uh, stop, uh, stop, uh, stop stop uh, stop uh, uh, low hanging mark, fruit my friend mark your square mark your square on your bingo boards <laughs> someone's going to make that eventually and it's going to be i hope hilarious. so uh and then warden bonus armor 125 275 450 to 150 300 450 so um <laughs> they're like no one's brought in six no one's running six wardens. Yeah. If you are, you're, we're not giving it to you. We're not giving yeah. it to like, you. Guys, don't run six wardens. Um. Or like same crazy guys running six wardens. Just just keep doing your thing. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, warden definitely seemed like it was yeah. an afterthought. The, and now the, the hard part about ward two is a lot of those champs like aesthetically are really cool. 
So mm-hmm. I'm glad that they're going to get some more play time, like Thresh and Nautilus. Um, yeah. And Nautilus is actually getting a buff later on as yeah. well. I think. Um, and Nautilus might be a bit of an issue moving forward. Well, Ocean Mage is, is already a pretty strong comp in the meta from what I've seen. And both Ocean and Warden, which are inherent to that comp, are getting buffed. And some of the champs are getting buffed. So, yep. Let's see. Well, let's talk about some of that uh, buff. Yeah. Uh, buff killing that. Take, All right, so, take it away. Um, uh, uh, Three-star ability scaling is next. So what they say is we want to make sure that higher-cost three-star champions are an exciting power-up worth the chase of getting them. This is already true for ADHP scaling champs and Tier 1 champions, but not, but but much less so far for others so we're buffing the three star abilities for some tier two and tier three champs um i think that this is a great change because mm-hmm. i i i didn't know that this is why i felt that way but the other i've been able to build rank three atrox and rank three jacks many times over the last couple weeks um i don't know how but it's been mm-hmm. happening and i just don't feel like they got that better yep. that much better mm-hmm. and this is why I've realized yep. <laughs> it's just like, oh, the difference between a tier three vein versus a tier two vein feels as a Nasus two feels so big, right? Yep. Um, same thing with your four cost units, but tier three, two cost unit, it felt very meh. Like you, you yep. really, they're gold now, even when I got a tier three kindred, right? It was good. It was probably the best of those, but it still could be better, mm-hmm. um, which they, they buffed pretty mightily, as, as we'll talk about. So the Tier 2 uh, champs that are getting buffed are Jax, LeBlanc, Nico, Syndra, and Volibear. They're all getting their damage buffed um, by 50 to 150. And then the Thresh Shield um, is going to get buffed at level 3 by 50. They were a little bit more mm-hmm. conservative, I think, with the Thresh Shield because since it's already in Ocean Mage, uh, and mm-hmm. he's probably going to be casting it a little bit more often now with a Warden buff, um, that'll be good. For all you AP Thresh mains for those big shields, I want to see that build. That'll be on the board, uh, build bounty. I want to do like a shield AP comp. That could be cool. There was a... Uh, I won't repeat it on the show because uh, I've already used up my swear for the show. Uh, but <laughs> there was a very colorful... Uh, line that was said at game night about thresh and his uh greediness with his shield so uh <laughs> all only, right so only three, game nights <laughs> um if you want that kind of content please join us we want to get to two lobbies friends I yes feel like we can do it we can uh, do it. all right tier three uh Aatrox damage, Ezreal damage, Kindred damage, and I do want to point out the Kindred damage because the Tier 3 Kindred damage is moving up 150 points. Um, The Tier 3 Ezreal damage is moving up 200 points. The Tier 3 Aatrox damage is moving 250 points, right? So it's just interesting that I didn't know that this was the problem, but I still felt, and I named all of those characters, right? Mm -hmm. Like, I definitely felt it. Nautilus damage moving up uh, from 300 to 400, Mm -hmm. uh, and the stun duration moving up a second to six seconds. And we all know from Sejuani ult that six seconds, and Leona ult that six seconds is a really really long time yes. and then scion damage is 200 400 600 to 200 400 to 800 so those mm-hmm. tier threes got pretty big buffs so i think it's going to be harder to tier uh tier three them uh now because their stats i mean the lowest change is 150 mm-hmm. it looks like and so tier three uh uh rank three 
uh, champ is going to give you a ton of stats. So we'll see we'll see how this works. But only for as Aatrox as real contrib Nautilus and Scion. I don't know how I feel about the Scion one, but maybe because Shadow got a little bit of a change, they're giving him some damage. Yeah, Shadow got a change, and like I'm fine with a tier three three cost unit. Um, get a level three three cost unit getting getting that treatment because like yeah you want you're spending an additional what 18 gold uh that is just to to buy the units to get to that point which is a big investment plus like you're spending gold either you're spending gold effectively by holding them on your bench or you're spending gold to actively re-roll for them like there should be a payoff right or else it's just like well i'm getting my level two sign and then i'm just never trying to get the tier two the tier three now it's like there there's actually payoff to do it you're getting an extra 200 damage plus the uh the health and damage bonus just from their auto attacks anyway so well and like like sometimes you just like for some reason you're like why are there so many nocturne popping up in my Mm -hmm. in in my pack you just start grabbing them right because you happen to be going that direction anyway and then all of a sudden you've got a three-star nocturne and just because it just happens to be in your pack but the the one cost units did feel like such a satisfying upgrade. And I think that's why hyper rolling was so much fun too. Mm-hmm. Um, and so now like, I, I like it. I like the changes overall. I think some of them might be more on the too much side, but like the other thing that we have to think about too, is that Woodland got a little bit of a nerf uh, as uh, no, it didn't uh, Woodland uh, is, well, I mean, keeping Woodland past like round five is a problem, but um yeah these woodlands are going to uh, getting damaged too. So if you do rank three Nico and LeBlanc, you're getting more out of them uh, mm. too. So that might be a little bit more value, uh, viable, a little bit longer and could adjust some strategies. Yeah. I mean, I talked about the like hyper roll woodland druid um, comp and like getting the tier threes of everything essentially. And like, give it a little bit of payoff to it. It doesn't need to be the best thing. It doesn't need to be like an, amazing but i'd like it to like i want there to be a reason to get a tier three of a unit because then it's like if not then it's just like well there's no decision right i get my level two scion and then every other scion is just blank at that point right Mm -hmm. so now there's like a decision to be made do i want to invest in the extra 200 damage on the ability or do i not and having that yeah. decision there is, I think, interesting. Speaking Ezreal, a tier three Ezreal, it's funny too because, like, if you look up at the trait nerfs, Glacial gets nerfed, Ezreal mm-hmm. gets a two hundred damage buff, right? Mm-hmm. Um, that Kindred buff, though, I think we might be seeing more of that for sure. And we'll see on Nautilus and 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 Thresh. Six second stun is pretty huge. Yeah, I'm I'm a little bit afraid of of Nautilus and Thresh. Once I kind of, I think it was. I think it might have been Professor TFT that told me to just like go hyper roll ocean mages, and I'm like, um, okay. He's like, yeah, it's really good, and uh, turns out he was not wrong. <laughs> so, uh, all right, let's move on here. We're gonna get some general champion balance. I'll start with the tier ones here. Ivern Shield going from 200, 400, 600 to 200, 350, 500. Pretty big, nah, or eh, maybe not pretty big, but a relatively big nerf there. Maokai Passive Heal going from 100, 200, 300 to 100, 175, 250. So remember, LeBlanc and Nico did both get buffed. Yes. So, so yeah. These... Um, and yeah, yeah, yeah. And Maokai's Heal and Ivern Shield was very strong. Yeah. So, um, and and so I think these are good changes. Um, 
I still think yep. I, I still think the damage was the issue with Woodland a lot of the time, and with more damage, you still might be able to hold on huh. to this a little bit longer. You just get an extra unit. So. <laughs> uh, that that always that always ends up being good. Um, NASA's ability damage going from thirty five seventy one hundred five to fifty seventy ninety. This is a sort of a theme that we're seeing uh, throughout. Is that the tier the one the tier one version of the ability is actually getting a little bit of a buff going from 35 to 50 and then tier two saying the same and then tier three is uh falling off a little bit in in line with the hey you can still hyper roll but it's not going to be like insano like you win the game if you get your, your tier three one cost it's going to be just a little bit better um which i think is a really good way to do that and then nasa's uh bonus health is getting the same treatment of the Tier two stays the same. Tier one getting a slight buff, and tier three getting a nerf from six hundred down to five fifty bonus health. Uh, is it? I forget. Is it Talia or Talia? I, I honestly believe this might be the hardest name in East. Um, it is. I feel like I hear it differently every time. I heard Talia the other day. Someone and before, <laughs> I don't remember. What it's it Talia. It's Talia. It's Talia. Okay. Um, yeah, it's Talia. Talia mana going from fifty eighty five to fifty eighty, which is <laughs> minimal. Fine. Yeah, minimal. Uh, Talia ability stun duration going from one point five to two seconds. Again, just like little buffs here. Um, I like Talia actually. She fits in that like early composition of the mage comp, but is not like super broken because mountain mountain is good early, and she's an early mage that you can run, but you're not necessarily keeping her, or you could. Um, so it kind of reminds me of how we treated Fior back in the day, right? It's yes. a good person to hold items. Yes. Um, you might not keep them there. Transitional the unit for sure. Yeah. Vein ability damage is getting that one star treatment of the, uh, tier one is getting buffed from 8% to 9% tier two, staying the same. And then tier three going from 16% down to 15%. And then the Vladimir ability damage and heal amount is, uh, actually getting a different treatment it's going from 200 350 500 to 200 325 450 so more of a, a just flat nerf there um we'll probably come across it in the bottom with the bug fixes and other stuff but um i'm wondering if they fixed the bug where vladimir wasn't actually getting the appropriate amount of healing so i i definitely yesterday specifically had a um death cap on him and he was dealing eight. It's in there. I see it. Oh, is it? Okay, good. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. So yeah. We'll fixed. talk about that yeah. because there's another one that is a nerf to a champion. They should have just put in. Uh, yeah. <laughs> they should have just put in here. Yeah. yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, tier two, Malzahar minion health going from 300 to 250. And I know uh, I know that that pains Mort because Malzahar is his favorite champion. And he's been asked about if he would actually nerf his favorite champion. And he said, yes, but it hurts me to do it. <laughs> um, uh, I am also personally affected by it because during our game night, uh, we had a very close round where Malzahar Minion won it for you twice. True. True. Uh, so I'm okay with this. Um, uh, <laughs> uh, Rek'Sai ability damage 200, 550 to 900, uh, doing that buff at rank one, nerf at rank three, uh, to mm -hmm. 250, 550, 850. Skarner, uh, Skarner getting a bit of a buff. Uh, Skarner mana, 0 to 75 to 0 to 65. Mm -hmm. um, that's actually kind of nice because he gets a... Uh, if, if you guys don't know this, he gets attack speed after he ults. And yep. so um, that he's going to start getting a higher DPS because of it, which yep. is good. 
Um, Scarner Armor moving up from 30 to 35, so he's going to be doing a little bit more damage because he's going to be attacking faster for longer and mm -hmm. also be a little bit more durable. Yep. Um, Thresh Ability Shield, 234, going to 250, 400 to 600. All right. Ocean okay. mage. <laughs> let's get those. Let's get those death caps on the on the thresh guys. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yasuo ability hits going from three five seven to four five six. Take that. Those all seem like smaller than a lot of the other things we've talked about already. Yeah. Um, I mean, just like I think that Scarner one might actually be pretty pretty nice. Um, I think, but he's also kind of a a garbage champion so we'll, well see how it goes. yeah i mean he fit in the he was kind of the um the the odd the odd champ out in that sort of uh yeah 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 but predators and, comp put it into perspective again uh since he's going to be attacking faster he's going to be able to proc that predator uh trait mm -hmm. um a little bit more quickly and so we'll uh we'll see where that leads him but just because it doesn't say damage buff doesn't mean he didn't get one. Right. I uh, I, I definitely want there to be more of a reason to run Skarner. So this is certainly uh, pushing towards that. All right. Let's go tier three units. Ezreal mana going from 040 to 030. And then his yeah. cast time is getting cut in half from 0.5 seconds to 0.25 They seconds. want Ezreal to be someone is what I'm I've glad. Seen. I like Ezreal. He's such a cool, cool champion in yeah. general. I play a lot of Ezreal in regular legend he's my so old man from 2010 and it, and it was that skin the fro frozen ezreal really skins. yeah nice from way back then so i'm very I, I really wanted him to be good and uh he just didn't quite get well, there ash is getting a buff too um yeah. and you know if you're a classic league of legends player ash might be feeling good i know jules likes herself some ash yep gotta love that <laughs> ash um i'm gonna yeah go 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 ahead with these tier fours okay um ash attack speed going from 0.7 to 0.8 Big. uh brand uh, <laughs> brand ability damage going from 250 450 650 to 300 450 to 600 so uh, that buff at tier one yeah break, uh, tier this three. is good this is actually really good for brand though because He's a four cost unit, so you're actually going to have him at tier one for a longer period of time than normal. So mm -hmm. that extra tier one, like the 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 tier one for a one cost unit buff is like okay, whatever. But for a four cost unit, it's actually really relevant. And then tier two is the same, and tier three is slightly nerfed. But how often are you having a tier three brand? Not that, not not super often. Yeah, you're probably not seeing it because Tier 3 Brand gets 20 bounces on the pool. But anyway, um, Brad bounces. Uh, Brad bounces. <laughs> yep. Uh, 4, 6, 20. Uh, and then 5, 6, 20. That was an accident, but I'm going to say Brad from now on. Yep. Um, I think that's Brad. what Dog says. Um, a, uh, a, Brad, a Brad loyalist. <laughs> I'm more of a Kyle uh, loyalist. Anyway, Malphite HP, 8 to 850. That's set 1. Um, Olaf mana, 0, 0.75. This is actually pretty big, 0 to 90. So you're going to have a much better chance at bursting down the Olaf uh, yeah. before he ults. Um, your Ghoul Health, 750, 1250, 1700, 1400. That's a huge yeah. nerf. Um, your Ghoul Attack Speed is going from 0. 0.8 to 0. 0.7. And basically... 
Yorick is going to be the one who dies first a lot in your light comps, and he's going to be providing, outside of Nasus probably, the highest heal for the rest of your team. Mm -hmm. So you got to think about that as well. Like, Yorick, even though he's not going to be doing a lot more damage, he is gaining some utility. Right. So uh, we'll see what that means uh, moving forward. A burf, potentially. It's more of a nerf for sure, but potentially a burf. Right. Uh, Indirect burf. Uh, then tier five, the champ changes are singed. Is getting a health nerf from 1050 down to 950. His ability damage is going from 250, 500, 2k to 200, 400, 2k. Um, and Tarek health is actually getting a buff from 850 to 900. So not not too many yeah. changes in the tier five. Uh, but space. that Tarek buff I think is nice because yeah. um, how many times has he died during the cast of Bolt Free? Like every time, yeah. so maybe just fifty extra health is going to help you. And and warden buff too. He's getting a yep. an warden buff. So I like Tarek a lot. He's just one of those ones that's like crystal is on, is like kind of blank, and warden is just like whatever. So he's one of those units that you need him to be good, irrespective of his. Yes, yeah. kind of like Nar. Um, he was like, a shapeshifter, but like except in the Nar, sense of things. Except Nar was also good because he had three different ones, and well, no, no, what, what I'm saying, yeah. what I, I'm thinking, just in Yordles, right? Like yeah, if yeah. Nar wasn't in Yordles, you like it would never have worked, right? Um, what you're saying is that the unit needs to be good enough to build around in order to build yeah. that certain synergy. Right. So, all right, items: frozen heart attack speed. This is, I think, the third nerf in a row for this item. Um, yep. 35% to 25%. This is a huge nerf. Everyone pay attention. Uh, mm-hmm. Guardian Angel can no longer be healed during the resurrecting state. So, Guardian, G- G- this is a Zed nerf. It's a Zed nerf, and it's a, uh, it's a, um, oh, God, I'm blanking. What is that item called? Redemption, yes. Uh, hey. Yeah, you just Red Dead Redemption. Pat pa- on the butt. Didn't didn't need to go pat, there, pat but we the did. Yeah. <laughs> pat in the uh, ash. There we go. That's what it was. Yeah. Little, 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 nope, not going. A little there. pat in the ash. Okay. Little, little, um, ash, little ash tap. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I swore in gauntlet attack speed slow, thirty five percent to twenty five percent. that's big. That's yep. really big. Um, and there's also a bug fix for Iceborne Gauntlet that is also going to nerf it because <laughs> the attack speed slow would persist over rounds, um, and it no longer does that. Uh, and then Ionic Spark, <laughs> I know Ionic Spark damage is 100 to 90, which, in my opinion, just take the item out. This is like I don't think we need this item uh, personally, but uh, it's here. Yeah, that and Static Shiv, I think, are two of the most complicated items in the game because it's just damage. Right, you attack three times, you'd get damaged. I think um, they can take that concept and do something cool with it rather than just, oh, you get zapped. It's like it, whenever they cast a spell, summon a York ghoul or something like that. Or every three attacks, you create a, a, a just like a summoned unit would be kind of cool because it's like kind of damage, but it it's like make it weak or whatever. Like it doesn't, you know, those are always like cool types of items in like Diablo or something where it's like every time you attack, you have a chance to summon a little imp that will attack them or something. I don't know. That's an interesting way that they could do that, but yeah, we'll see ranked. Hey, it's on time to prove how well you can blah, blah, blah. Uh, everyone is going to be reset back to iron. So they're doing the hard rank reset and a soft MMR reset, which they talked about, 
Um, basically, everyone's starting back at iron, but your MMR is like kind of tied to you. It's still reset, but like challenger players aren't necessarily going to be tied or going to be ranked up against people who are just starting. So it's like still a little bit of a, of your MMR is there, but you got to build it back up. I, what I'm thinking is that there's MMR differentiations, but not MMR. Uh, like you have more MMR. It's just you're in a different bracket. That's how I think. I mean, they, they're not revealing exactly how it is, but it's like everyone's at the same spot, but challenger players are green and uh, new players are blue and diamond players are red, etc. So like you're only playing people who are in like the colors that are near you, but you're all yeah, at the you're same. You're not getting absolutely spanked by people who are way better yes, than you. Exactly. Because that's not a fun experience either. Exactly. So, um, yeah. They are now, uh, so like um, the old beginning, no losing LP in your first five games. And then also they're implementing the no losing LP for placing fourth place or better. Every fourth place is going to feel like a win or at least a push, right? I think you can still get zero. Um, but yes, yeah, so we're getting some general bug fixes as well. There's going to be general uh, improvements to melee <laughs> pathing. There's some good ones here. I don't know if we should go over all of them because some of them are just like text tools. Yeah, um, true. But like, why don't you pick like two or three of these? Because I've got I've got three like ready to go. If you want me to go okay. first, um, um, so yeah, you go first. Okay, number one. Um, <laughs> I thought this is just how the champ worked. Um, because that's how it kind of works in regular League of Legends. Mm -hmm. um, Diana's orbs can no longer hit multiple targets. <laughs> like, I remember being like, I think Diana needs a nerf. Oh, that's not what was supposed to be happening. <laughs> um, and so Diana um, will not be doing obscene amounts of damage for no reason uh, anymore. Uh, it'll be more. But I did. Yeah. Okay. So this is the thing about that. I kind of like the fact that her ability was kind of like the assassin part of her. Mm -hmm. Right. Where like that's where a lot of the damage came from. Right. But um, they didn't. Uh, the other one was the uh, fixed iceborne gauntlets attack speed slow occasionally persisting across rounds. And it's like, <laughs> okay. Um, and then uh, so a couple other ones is spatula items now correctly no longer double the non-spatula component stats. That was like something they like specifically said was going right. to happen. <laughs> They've had like a month to do it. Huh. Um, and then that's there. And then uh, Inferno Cinder just didn't work for some champion. <laughs> that's, so that one, that one's pretty funny to me. Uh, yeah. what about you? Any highlights here for you? Uh, yeah, one of them is, of course, my boy Mundo now won't cast his ability when there's nothing in range that it could hit. Good. That's okay, just, that's a buff. Yeah, that's a buff slash quality of life thing. Uh, Azir. Nope, don't care about that. Um, the one that I was talking about before was uh, they fixed the healing text on Vlad to show the proper amount. Okay, so maybe it was actually working, but the text was definitely wrong because I, I I specifically checked it. I was like, okay, he should be healing for 900 here or 850 or whatever, and it was only healing for 500. So good that they're fixing that. And then uh, I, this is another one that I like just because it's so annoying when it happens, but they Kog'Maw's ability is adjusted to miss far less often. It just felt so bad when, like, Especially if it's like the Kog'Maw is the last unit and you're going against them. They kill your 
second to last unit and they start moving and like Kogma like needs to really pop off here and then he just misses the first alt and it's like well okay guess well guess and the lose. time it took for him to ult too it's like yeah. he could have been auto attacking and mm-hmm. yeah it's like I wish I could turn his alt off um Oh, 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 this says um, Ash. Actually, we should talk about this just real quick. Yeah. Um, So fixed Ash's three star scaling to be the intended 250% value. (laughs) I don't I don't know what the previous value is, but three star Ash now works and um, fixed an issue where Ash could not proc Blade Master while her ability was active. So she should have been getting the double auto attacks on her ability, which Mm -hmm. would have made her absolutely brutal. Wow. Um, But it wasn't happening. So like blade master Ash could totally be a thing. I'd love to see Rangers in like the type, like range characters like that. I know Ash isn't a Ranger. It's still, I'm still adjusting, but, um, wait, no, Ash is a Ranger. Ash is crystal Ranger. She's a crystal Ranger, right? Yeah. She's not glacial anymore. Okay. Yeah. I'd love to see Rangers, um, just kind of come back, man. That was my comp back in the day and I want to play it more. Yeah. I think, once people kind of realized that Twitch was not the the promised the promised land, he was just more like an enabler for <laughs> poison, and you could actually use Kogma to the same effect. Which, uh, I mean, I don't want to say that I uh, innovated that, uh, mostly because I didn't. Uh, I just did it, and it wasn't that good. But then people perfected it. <laughs> but um, yeah, it's like, well, you really want to, you essentially just want to be running Kindred and one other one and the other one doesn't really matter it could be ash it could be twitch it could be uh ezreal but it doesn't particularly matter which one it is it's just like you just want or it could be uh varus as well um and it actually might prefer it to be varus because then you get you're closer to inferno so it's really rangers are kindred's world and everyone else is just living in it (laughs) yep definitely want to see i think ash was one of those minions early on that people uh, or sorry uh, champions early on that people wanted to play and played a lot and now it's kind of dwindled again because again crystal is like half like only half of a trait essentially because uh, it's just not it's not triggered enough um so you don't run those units but um yeah i think the other ones you can kind of look through and see which uh, are your favorite uh, we'll post the patch notes in the uh, description but uh yeah i mean overall obviously very happy about this patch because um <laughs> ranked is finally back in i think all the changes essentially i don't really disagree with anything the only thing i'm a little bit worried about is mages and specifically ocean mages it's already good brand is getting technically a burf but not really it's effectively just a buff for what you're going to see him mostly doing mm-hmm. um and uh and, it's and gonna be both really wardens in that comp got buffed wardens got buffed ocean itself got buffed um like tier three vlad got nerfed technically but that's fine brand got buffed like mages and ocean mages specifically looking to be really strong in this patch so we'll see uh if they need to get adjusted in the uh the interim in between 9.23 and 9.24 but what are your thoughts overall boop on the on this patch uh you know outside of some of the, like the tier three changes uh and not tier three the rank three changes mm-hmm. um on the three star ability scaling some of those seem very very high mm-hmm. uh but like like you said like it's a lot of money 
to to get them and yes. you're you're gonna get those a little bit more often than your four star units and they mm -hmm. did need to feel a little bit stronger so overall i think it's great uh, they really want ezreal to do something they really want you know Tarek got buffed too skarner got buffed so we'll see yeah. how those how those units do we might be able to see some synergies initial impression is it'll probably remain very very similar to mm -hmm. to what we were seeing already um yeah. Because like it would be a little annoying to have this patch for a month and then for them to change everything <laughs> going into ranked, right? <laughs> Could yes. you imagine? Uh, and so like I I'm glad that I'm going to be able to run. You know, I might not be able to run, and I'm sorry for unleashing this on a lot of games because we got a lot of Predator Ionic Spark. Yeah, uh, we did. Um, winning combinations here. Yeah, uh, but, like, people it, really liked that when we talked about it last week. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh. But I think it still works because you're using yeah. it more for the proc than than the damage. So we'll we'll see how it goes. But you might be a little less consistent on it. it I think it's going to feel a little bit less oppressive. But for the most part, we'll probably be the same. So, all right, let's. Uh, mm, yeah, we'll we'll close out with just a couple of uh, winning comps here. We are running. Uh, we've well, we've been going for quite a while here, but. Um, so we got a uh, – this one is interesting. This one's from uh, Jerichel. It is a uh, – this one was given with the note, a glacial twitch, which uh, I can now only imagine because uh, just spraying and praying and just freezing the whole board actually seems pretty powerful. And it was good enough for a W uh, for them. So that was an interesting one. Yep. We got – Sphinx. Uh, here with uh, two Terex. <laughs> uh, three star Nocturne. Oh, classic. Uh, classic Sphinx comp. Always goes Nocturne. Always goes Nocturne. We got that <laughs> Nami. We got we got those Mystics in there. We got some Mountain. I wonder if this was a Mountain map. I'm trying to figure I out what Kiana fits into that. Unless it was Kiana's an Assassin. And then the Malkai would be Mountain. I would imagine it's probably Mountain. Or, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. Because yeah. it wasn't doesn't need cloud or yeah i guess it could have been cloud actually because um, oh because of the jana oh maybe because cloud kiana is is good uh anyway yeah. uh so that one's from a boy we got some crystal action yeah that actually makes me think uh one thing that they could add for these like standings um and and like match history is items like, well a items but b uh what what element was the map when they played it yeah, that's, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that, actually yeah, extremely relevant. Uh, that's actually extremely relevant. Um, last one here that we'll talk about. We might as well just we might as well just say it. this one's from Yun Hao. This was this was the Predators, uh, and it <laughs> looks like no uh, no static shift here, but an Olaf instead with some uh, uh, with some items. Oh man, the. Uh, Swordbreaker Olaf, that's that's pretty strong. A Mundo with a uh with a uh wow I'm blind. Warmogs. Warmogs. Oh Man, so he like... so he went the Luden's direction with yes. the Predator proc. That's cool too. Yeah, it's cool. I I tried it, I didn't like it that much, but it's still it only works on Kogma. And right. um and the ult has to hit. So <laughs> and that was kind of an issue. Yes, that's uh, a little bit earlier on. But yeah, that's uh, that's it. 
Yeah, that's what we're going to go over here. Guys, make sure you are submitting your uh, comps to the Discord, discord.me slash the Legends podcast. Post your comps. If you get first place, we want to see it, especially in this new, especially in this new patch with Ranked. We want to see what's winning. We want to talk about them on the show, and when we have a little bit of a lighter show, we'll go over even more, but get them in there so we got the chance to talk about them, but that is going to wrap up the show here. Big one for us. Boop, any parting words before we go? Find me on Twitter. On twitter.com slash Boopasaurus Rex, my friends. Yes, and you can find the show at, at L-I-L Legends Pod on Twitter. Make sure you're following us there. We keep you updated there. And then the best place to find all the show stuff and actually be a part of the community is at discord.me slash Little Legends Podcast. You can also support us over at patreon.com slash Little Legends Podcast. That is also very uh, helpful to us. You can find me at the underscore Blevins on Twitter. And the show is recorded live on Tuesdays in the evenings, usually 8 Eastern, twitch.tv slash the Blevins, uh, at least for the time being. Remember, you can also find us at Prediction, P-R-E-D-I-C-T-I-O-N, on all of your podcast platforms and Spotify. But that's going to be it, guys. Thank you, everyone, for watching. We will see you next week and talk about our first week of Ranked in what seems like forever. We'll catch you then. <laughs>